BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dream Bigger podcast. My name is Sif and I'm the founder of Icing and Glitter, which is a blog, Instagram page, and YouTube channel. So it's been a little bit quiet over here because I have been thinking of the best way to use this platform to talk about Black Lives Matter. So if you guys follow me on social media, you'll know that I've taken a very, very strong stance against police brutality and just the systemic racism against black people and in Canada, indigenous people as well. It's really, really sad what's happening. Um, But, you know, I'm not just going to be a bystander watching all of it happen and saying that I'm not racist. I'm going to use whatever voice and platform I have to speak out against whatever injustice I see happening. And when it came to this podcast, I kept sort of thinking, what is the most impactful way for me to send this message out? Do I have, you know, um, a black guest on right now uh, to talk about their struggles? What what can I do? And I think the, the truth is that while I would love to have someone, a black person come and speak about their experience, most of them are tired right now. They're out there using whatever platforms they have, using whatever the whatever voices they have to go on and on about these issues, which have been their reality forever that the rest of us are just waking up to. And so I, instead of, you know, using that as an excuse that, oh, I've not been able to get a guest to come talk about it, I figured I would just come talk about it myself because I have an opinion and I have a voice and I think it's important that I exercise that. So I myself, even as a South Asian brown woman, am just waking up to the reality of what black people have been living in their entire life. Of course, you know, I think if if you are, you know, a POC, then you have dealt with some form of racism. I know I have, but not in the same way that black people have, not in that systemic way. And I was speaking to my brother about this issue a few days ago, and he was saying that when it comes to immigrant families, unless you are a refugee, um, you are really 
the you, you really come into whatever country you immigrate to with a head start because the immigration process sort of favors those people who are um, well educated from a financially stable status who really can come into the country and contribute something to it. Whereas black people and indigenous people who have been part of these countries, like, you know, brought up here, lived here, born here for generations upon generations have faced oppression and systemic racism. And so that's just something to sit with that, like, whatever racism I have felt, I can never really understand the magnitude of, you know, what what black people feel or what indigenous people feel. So that's just something that I've been learning and sitting with. And, you know, I've been using this time to do some reflection, have tough conversations, do reading and educate myself about these things that I never previously understood or understood from a distance. Like I'm really trying to get intimate with whatever is happening. So one thing I wanted to talk about is the fact that I think it's all of our responsibilities to educate ourselves on everything that's happening and it is really not a black person's job to teach us what's going on they are already tired they've been fighting for this their whole life and our job is to learn and to do everything we can to amplify their voice if you aren't black if you aren't indigenous i think that we all have some degree of privilege and it's our job to use that privilege to you know amplify the voices that matter at this point and do everything in our power from donating if we can obviously to signing petitions protesting anything you can do you should do right now because you want to be on the right side of history and things need to change even something as i guess not even micro but like see there's there's two different things here like there's of course policy changes but there's also changes um within ourselves so for example shopping from black owned brands and calling out brands when you don't see enough diversity in their campaigns and you you hear about hiring practices that favor white people like that that shit's gotta stop you know so if you have noticed that your favorite brand is not doing their part call them out on it i'm not saying in a mean way by attacking them on social media send them an email get in touch with them via dm like do your part as a consumer as well because you do have power there's power in your dollars and so use that i actually have been dming brands who I I feel are not doing their part when it comes to representation and nudging them in the right direction. I'm going to do whatever I can. And so, yeah, you know, I mean, I think that there's small things you can do um, and then there's big things you can do and do, do everything, do it all. So it is a short podcast episode today, but I just wanted to take the time out to talk to you guys about this a little bit, tell you my stance and Hope that you guys join me in using whatever voice you have and whatever capability you have to push for this. And remember, it is not a sprint. It's a marathon. One of my friends told me that and it really stuck with me. Um, you know, if if you are a f- if you're a non-black person, this is something that you're just waking up to. So don't just gas out over like 
the first week, you know, like keep going. Um, know that this is now a part of your daily reality. Have those conversations. Do everything you can and continue to do everything you can. Um, news cycles will simmer down and trending hashtags will disappear, but you got to keep going. We all have a responsibility and I... I mean, I will do everything I can on my part and I urge you guys to do the same. And I've had some discussions with my friends and families who've said, family, not families, uh, friends and family who've said, oh, like, really, what's the point of me saying anything when I have like, you know, 50 followers on Instagram or 50 followers on Facebook or whatever it is. And it doesn't matter, right? Because if you if you have one social one person on social media following you then you have influence if you have one friend you have influence so speak to them use your voice on social media donate protest yeah do everything you can and i'm i'm hoping and i'm praying and yeah i'm like i'm trying to do everything i can to make sure that this this issue at least begins to be eradicated because we have such a long way to go so i'll leave you with that and um i i do have a couple of resources which i wanted to recommend so if you're interested in um reading a little more then i recommend white fragility by robin d'angelo Black Feminist Thought by Patricia Hill Collins, Me and White Supremacy by Layla F. Saad, How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi, and The Fire Next Time by James Baldwin. So start reading. Um, Get these books on Audible, even if you have audiobooks, so you can listen on the go. But I think it's really, really important. We all have a lot of work to do. So with that, I'm going to leave you guys and... Have a great rest of week. 